On today's Cigar Dave show, we are locked and loaded. Bruce Arians, now the former head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, has something special in his pocket. We will tell you that. A true life barbershop story talking about a nadless beta. You have to hear the details. I'll give you my take on Chris Rock and Will Smith. Disney going beyond woke. And Fred Smith, the man that founded FedEx, is stepping down as CEO. What an amazing story. All on today's Cigar Dave Show. This is the Cigar Dave Show with the General. As always, we give you maximum amount of program pleasure. And when you add in your cigar and your spirit and perhaps a juicy steak and your harem, as our good friend Lee Corso of ESPN would say, life is good. Long Ash greetings and salutations. A Long Ash snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Make masculinity great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. Save America. Screw Vladimir Putin. It is your global five-star general, alpha male in chief, front and center from Command Center Alpha. And as always, I have my canine security detail and companion, Pendragon's Royal Baron next to me. So if you hear some barking when I talk about the enemies of pleasure or Disney going woke, you will know exactly why. But first, the Cigar Dave Show is presented by Davidoff of Geneva and their Avo portfolio of cigars, including the Avo Heritage, crafted through centuries of traditions. Avo Heritage was developed for the cigar connoisseur seeking a fuller-bodied cigar with strength, complexity, and impeccable smoothness. Savor every note of the spice-laden Avo heritage, available at DavidoffGeneva.com. And by Gurkha, the world's finest cigars, including the new Gurkha Revenant, the five-country fusion of exceptionally aged tobaccos, will immediately jumpstart your senses for a cigar journey that only Gurkha may deliver, offered in both Corojo and Maduro presentations. Fire up a new Gurkha Revenant today. Visit GurkhaCigars.com. Bruce Arians stunned the football world. Let's see. This would have been a Wednesday evening announcing that he was stepping down as the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He said it was time that after thinking about it, it's the opportunity to pass the reins on to Todd Bowles, his longtime protege, or his longtime, I say protege, a defensive coordinator of the Buccaneers, but I am not buying it. I'll tell you the real story. Tom Brady won a power struggle between himself and Bruce Arians. And when he went to London to watch Manchester United play, he was in the box with the owners of the Buccaneers, the Glazer family. I don't know if it was Joel or Brian, but during that Manchester United game, no doubt in my mind. He said, I'll unretire, but Bruce Arians will not be the coach if I unretire for one more season. That is my take on it. So they move him up to the front office. Sergeant Steve, what was the exact title they're giving him? Was it special football advisor? Senior football consultant. Yeah, and he said, I have no idea what that means, but uh, I get to walk around the building in the locker room and I'll help wherever I can. I think that's about what he said, isn't it? Essentially, yes. Yeah, it was during his press conference on Thursday. Well, 
when he was discussing his new role and stepping down and the reasons why and answering questions, he had something very interesting in his pocket. He was very casual, but he had something very interesting in his pocket. It was a cigar. I believe it was an Arturo Fuente. I cannot be sure. It's either an Arturo Fuente or I think I'm in crown from the distance. I did take a snapshot, a screenshot, but tough to make out. But a reporter did ask Arians what he had in his pocket, and he said, well, this is a special cigar. It was given to me around Christmas time by all the coaches. And uh, on the side of it, it says, no risk it, no biscuit. And that's one of his catchphrases. you got to throw the football. No risk it, no biscuit. And the other one is, win or lose, we booze. So now he will have a full complement of Crown Royale, his libation of choice, as well as uh, his cigars. And I know that I have seen Tom Moore, who is the special offensive advisor, former longtime offensive coordinator in the NFL with the Indianapolis Colts and the Detroit Lions. He was, if I am not mistaken, Peyton Manning's offensive coordinator for many years in Indianapolis. Big cigar smoker. And I see Tom at the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge in the Cigar City, often picking up his cigars. Every time I want to talk to him, I'm like, come on, Tom, come on the show. No, 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 I'm okay. Just get me my cigars and I'm leaving. So a lot of cigar smokers in the National Football League, including many players. I have it on good authority that a one Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills happens to go to Buffalo Cigars not far from the stadium in Orchard Park and pick up some sticks now and then. That's at least what... I have been, I've been reading in my intelligence briefing every morning. I get the CIA briefing. That, of course, is the Cigar Intelligence Agency, and that's what is on the report. So many players, coaches, cigar connoisseurs, Bruce Arians, no doubt about it, one of the more colorful characters in not only the National Football League but all of sports, and we wish him well and enjoy his cigars. Now, I'm in the barber shop two days ago. And there's a gentleman across in the chair, and I start to overhear him, and it was pretty, pretty easy not to, it was actually, you, you couldn't miss what he had to say, because he was saying it pretty loud, and it was very quiet. There wasn't many people, I think there was myself and, and himself, that was it in the barbershop at the time, relatively quiet. You know, on a uh, on a Thursday or Wednesday or Thursday, whatever day I was there, I can't remember. Actually, it was Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon. So it was relatively quiet midweek. And he starts talking about his girlfriend, he and his girlfriend going to a gentleman's club and the fact that she ran up a $1,200 bar tab. He said, I only had two martinis, but when the bill came, it was $1,200 and I went to go find her, she left. And then one of the, one of the uh, uh, waitresses said, servers said, oh, she went out the back door. Now that's kind of odd to begin with, a 12, you don't know what your, your girlfriend is ordering, so a little bit odd. Then he starts talking about he gets home and she's throwing things at him and he's questioning her about the bar tab and that she's called the police before on herself because she attacked him, so she was arrested. And he said, but I don't worry because I've got security cameras inside the house. So if she ever tries to do anything, no problem. I've got it on tape and I've told her that. And I'm listening to this clown and in absolute astonishment, and after he's done, he tells a few other stories. And then he moved her down from the Northeast, paid for her to move down, and she's kind of wacky. And I said, and you're with her, why? 
And he said, and I'm going to be very clear here. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We do not have a G rating here or a PG. Today, this goes to the R rating. And I'm quoting, he said, because the pussy's so damn good. And I replied, well, the pussy may be so damn good, but I'll tell you one thing, you'll end up in an orange jumpsuit one day because this chick sounds absolutely batty, off the wall. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, she is. She's crazy. And I said, let me ask you this. You bring her down here. She's nuts. She calls the cops on herself because she attacked you. She attacked you after you questioned a $1,200 bar tab at a gentleman's club. You got security cameras. Again, tell me why you were with this dame. And he goes, well, because, you know, uh, just, you know, the, the sex is great. I said, well, let me ask you, is she hot? He goes, well, she's not that hot. She's okay, but, you know, the sex is just great. And I said... That may be fine. The sex may be great, but is it worth the risk of getting the cops called on to come and arrest you? Because all she has to say, I think it's this way pretty much in any state, he attacked me. He was violent with me. He was aggressive with me. He struck me. That's it. They take you in. And I said, and you will then ultimately be a an outsider in your own home because she'll get a restraining order and she'll live on your home in your home while you're paying the bill. I said, how long have you been thinking with your dick and not with your brain? He waits about 15 seconds and he said, yeah, I see your point. That is kind of a problem. I said, kind of, it is a problem. Now this man needs NRT, NAD reinvigoration therapy. Sergeant Steve, you and I were talking about NAD reinvigoration therapy. That really it is form, when you think about it, of kind of gender assignment surgery because now he's got NADs that function with low testosterone and basically in, in small shriveled up beta mode. And now we're reinvigorating his NADs. So they're in alpha mode. So I would say that's a type of, when you think about it, kind of transgender surgery would you not agree yes you take betas and make them alphas yeah i mean think about it he's kind of a pussy and now we're making him into a bold alpha with a big swing and dick i think scientifically that pretty much meets the definition so then the federal government will cover the cost right uh the federal government under biden will cover whatever you want and by the way if you come in here illegally even better they'll cover even more they'll set you up They'll put you on a plane, and the best part is you don't have to worry about showing the TSA your travel documents because you don't have any. You don't have any idea, but they let you on a plane. It's, it's miraculous. But don't get me started on that tangent. Let me stick to this. Here we've got an absolute wussified, screaming, nadless beta. He has no testosterone in his shriveled nutsack. He is... Cruising for a bruising, as they say. Thinking with his head. No, thinking with the wrong head, I should say. The, the head down south, not the head up top. Big mistake. And how many times have we seen men make the same mistake over and over? If you end up taking out a woman that is crazy, that is wackadoodle, that is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, you immediately hit the eject button. There is no delay, because the longer you delay, the worse it will make it for you. 
And then if he's living down here, he's like, well, I can't kick her out because where's she going to go? And I said, well, you probably should have thought about that before you moved her down, you schmuck. And again, I'm berating this guy publicly, and he's taking it. And I said to him, you need to start growing a set. Because from my vantage point here 20 feet away, everything you've described, you are a classic Nadless beta male. And she's going to run roughshod over you. And so your nice house that you've talked about, you know, all the, 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 the nice places you go to, all the finer things in life that you've worked for will be gone because of a nutcase dame. And I went on to say it's a lot cheaper to buy professional talent because you don't pay them for sex. You pay them to leave. And I said, let me ask you a question. Ballpark, what do you spend on this broad every month? And he said, well, you know, uh, I give her money for this and that and, you know, probably like, you know, 4000 a month, you know, to go out and shop and get her hair done and then whatever else she needs. And I said, let me tell you something. You could probably get the top shelf piece of ass in town for way, way less than that. And the great part is she's not going to be crazy. When you leave, it's done. It's finished. And you don't have to worry about kicking her out of her house, out of your own house. Whether he listens, I have no idea. All I can tell you is my job as your global alpha male in chief is to take wussified beta males who walk shriveled down, who walk with their tail between their hindquarters without confidence, and to provide them with massive NAD reinvigoration therapy, NRT. Take them from a wussified beta to a strong confident, big swinging dick alpha male. Now, most of us listening, we're alpha males. We don't fall into that. We've never been beta males. We don't fall into that category. Now, I know that there's some that have quietly come to me, either in emails. By the way, if you want to send me an email, cigardave at cigardave.com, cigardave at cigardave.com, or have come up to me at our live events. Over the, We haven't done them in several years, but the live Alpha Pleasure Fest, they'll say, General, before I started listening to you, I was one of those guys. I was a wussified beta. You know, if my girlfriend or wife, you know, wanted to smoke a cigar and she said no, I just listened. I, I, I followed her instruction. I, I, I wouldn't do anything if she didn't give me permission. And then I started listening to you and heard you say, hey, you work. You're the man of the house. Start acting like it and see what they say. And they all came up to I've had num numerous in-person calls saying, General, I followed your advice. When I said, I didn't ask, can I smoke a cigar? I said, I'm going to smoke a cigar in my downstairs man cave. They don't say anything. They don't say, no, you're not going to do that. You don't ask, you tell. You be strong, you be confident, you be firm. You do it politely. You don't say, now listen, bitch, I'm going down to smoke my cigar. You don't do it like that. That's not how an alpha male acts. You go and say, I'm going to enjoy my cigar. And if she gives you a hassle, say, you know, you don't ask me when you want to go shop and go out to lunch with your female friends. So I don't need permission to go down in my alpha cave or my man cave and enjoy a cigar. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. And you walk away. We are now living in not only a country, but a world of wussified beta males. We've talked about this often. We have provided details. We hear, this is a perfect example I'm giving you today. This gentleman in the barbershop, sitting in the barber chair, I am almost repulsed listening to what he's saying. 
She's got, she is running roughshod over this wussified beta. $1,200 bar tab? Sergeant Steve, I know. Back in the old j broadcasting days, you went out to many nightclubs, many fine establishments. Do you ever recall a $1,200 bar tab? Negative. Negative. Right. And in those days, we had permission, carte blanche, to go and enjoy the finest top-shelf booze, whatever we wanted. Have you ever gone out on a date with another woman to come back and find a $1,200 bar tab? Negative. Negative. And then I'm, I, I'm, again, astonished. I've never heard of anybody ringing. I mean, who was she buying drinks for? Because she couldn't drink them all herself. Was she buying them for all the dancers? Was she buying the top-shelf liquor and this guy didn't know? And to say, hey, sweetheart, slow down. You're not buying the, uh, the Dom Perignon here or the Cristal. Sorry, we're, we're going to go for something a little more moderate. We are seeing and living in a society today where the wussification of the American male and the world's males is running rampant. We're seeing it everywhere we go. We are seeing men now being derided that all of a sudden, if you are a straight heterosexual male, you are evil. Now, if you come out and say, hey, I'm LGBTQIA+, everybody starts applauding and say, that's wonderful, fantastic. But if you say, I am a strong alpha male and I love hot women, I've got testosterone raging through my veins, I love having a harem, I love having more than two, three dames at once, then all of a sudden, you are evil. And we have allowed it to happen. Not you and I, but society in general. And there are many factors we've spoken about over the many years that I have been conducting broadcast maneuvers on this show. Multiple factors. We've seen one-parent households with only a female. There's no male role model. We've seen women that want to feminize their sons from a young age. We see it in school. We see teachers that are not spending time with boys. They're spending time with girls. We're seeing the, major the majority of college students now, college graduates, are female. Don't buy this horse shit that there's a glass ceiling. Women are CEOs. They're doctors, lawyers, bankers, broadcasters, professionals. There is no limit anymore as to what a woman's career path must be. At one point, there was, going way back 60 years ago. Those days are long gone. But men have not caught up because men have been feeling too guilty for themselves for the last 30, 40 years. Enough. Start bucking up. Start acting like an alpha. Make sure that testosterone is flowing throughout your body and your veins. And don't be taken advantage of like this guy in the barber shop. Don't be taken advantage of by a dame. Don't be taken advantage of by a boss. Don't be taken advantage anytime in your life. Be a strong, confident alpha male. Be proud to be an alpha male and never apologize for being an alpha male. When we come back, we'll conduct the national correction, the international Cigar Litation and Libation Ceremony. And later on in the show, oh, I'm going to get to Chris Rock and Will Smith. I'm not going to recap everything that happened. I'm going to give you some different takes on what I see. And we'll talk about what is happening at the Magic Kingdom with Disney. That magical place where kids would always go. Now it is an epicenter of wokeness. 
We've got the president of one of the Disney divisions during a Zoom call. We'll play the audio there. And also you'll hear the absolute craziness that we are hearing from today's youth. They all want to change their genders. They want to change their pronouns. We've got an audio cut that we will play of this girl that is beyond belief. As always, we are never afraid to be controversial, to take a stand, to be opinionated. We never apologize for opinions. We see people in everyday life always apologize. Oh, we said this, you got to apologize. And then when he apologizes, that's not good enough. We still want to cancel you. Never, ever apologize. That's also part of being an alpha male. I'm not talking about making a, a, a simple mistake. But if you have an opinion and someone doesn't like it or a group doesn't like it, you don't apologize for that opinion. You stand by that opinion, you stay strong, and you don't back down. Weaklings, wussified betas, back down. And they end up getting canceled anyway. No cancellations on The Cigar Dave Show. I had the pleasure of knowing the late, great Avo Uvesian, the man behind the Avo lineup of cigars. And Avo had a great saying. He would tell me, savor every note. Well, one cigar that I can tell you, you will savor every puff, savor every note, is the Avo Heritage. It was developed for the cigar connoisseur seeking a fuller-bodied cigar. Strength, complexity, impeccable smoothness, nice notes of spice. If you are looking for a cigar that delivers full-bodied richness, impeccable smoothness, savor every note of the spice-laden Avo heritage. Available at DavidoffGeneva.com. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, one of the great families that has been in the world of cigars is the Sosa family. Now, they haven't been as visible as they were back when I started the show in 1995, but Antillian Cigar down in Miami, started by Juan Sosa, and now he's got his sons that are involved, and Arby, who I know very, very well, going way, way back, but they've always made great cigars. They're Sosa Classic, they're Super Selection, the Family Selection, uh, they had Maccabi Deluxe, they're Maccabi Connecticut, Maccabi Maduro, Always have made great cigars. Also, Imperio Cubano. Beautiful cigar, originally made in Miami, now made at Tabacalera Fuente Factory Number no. 4, overseen by Juan B. Sosa. Great cigars. Well, about five years ago, at the Premium Cigar Association convention, as always, I'm walking by their booth, and it had been years since I had seen them at the convention. And so I run into R.B. Sosa, and we catch up, we start talking about old times. Again, going back you know, 25 years plus in the original boom back in 1995, 96, 97. And so we started talking and he said, General, we've got some new cigars that we're coming out with. Very limited, we're only gonna make 25,000 a year. And he said, but I want you to have some of these. So I got a bundle, I probably got maybe 10 over the years. I just was cleaning out part of my humidor. I wasn't cleaning out, I was rearranging my humidor. What do I come across? Four Maccabi by Sosa USA Peppermint Stick Royal Coronas. Now, why do they call it a peppermint stick? Because it has the same type barber pole look as a peppermint stick. We're not talking red and white. In this case, two different types of wrapper tobaccos. 
Ecuadorian Habano and Ecuadorian Candela. So the Candela's green, the Habano's more of the medium brown, a tan color, wrapped beautifully. It's got a, a red Maccabi band with Maccabi and gold, and then a secondary band with the flag of the United States saying USA in red. Very elegant, made in their Miami factory. Very, very limited, one size. It is a Robusto, even though they call it the Royal Corona. Five inches in length with a 50 ring gauge. I don't even know if these cigars are still available. Now, when these came out, these were, I want to say, eight bucks. This is going back to 2015, so we're talking seven years ago. So if this cigar is still made, and I'm going to give Arby a call, Arby Sosa a call, it's got to be in the $10, $12, if not more category. But they're great cigars, great family. It's a medium-bodied cigar. You've got some mild strength, then it builds into some medium, just finishes nicely. Just a beautiful-looking cigar. And again, you get that very mild candela wrapper, that green candela wrapper. And then you go into the Ecuadorian Habana, where you're going to get a little bit more personality, a little bit more flavor. Beautiful-looking cigar, Robusto-sized. Again, this has been aging in my humidor now for seven years, seven-plus years. Can't wait to get at this Maccabi by Sosa USA Peppermint Stick. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Well, I have two cutters. I've got my self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine. And then last week, I used a V-cut. And let me just pop this. You can hear that. It opens up, and then you just stick the cigar in, and boom, it gives you a V-cut, a wedge cut, or a cat's eye cut. All the same type of cut. It looks like just a little bit of a wedge. Now, some people like the full guillotine because they can control the amount of filler leaves exposed at the cap. Some people enjoy a small little bullet cut or a piercing, and other people like the cat's eye V-cut or wedge cut. I really enjoyed the wedge cut last week. It gave me some nice explosion of flavors on the palate. That's what I will use today on this Maccabi USA peppermint stick. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. From the Cigar Dave Research and Development Laboratories, I've got the Javelin because this looks like a Javelin missile. Giant, listen to that sound. This would whack any commies, any Soviets, any Belarusians, any enemies of the world. Actually, this would work great on the Chinese Communist Party. Any enemy, any commie, you name it, Maduro down in Venezuela, this would be great. This is the Cigar Dave R&D Javelin. Nice single giant flame, but very powerful. That's what I will use today. Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. All right, let me go ahead and open up this cat's eye cut. Put it in the cigar, head of the cigar into the groove, and one, two, Perfect cut, absolutely magnificent. This V cut, this wedge cut. Sergeant Steve, I'm gonna take a picture right now because I wanna share this. Because many of you may say, well, geez, what exactly is a wedge cut? What is a V cut? Hang on, I'm gonna take a picture. Do this. 
All right, Sergeant Steve, I will send you these pictures and you will see exactly what I'm talking about. Here's my Cigar Dave R&D laboratory litation device. This is the Javelin, and I'm going to toast the foot of this cigar. I'm holding the cigar at a 45 degree angle to the flame. The flame is not touching the foot of the cigar. I'm allowing heat to cause combustion. I want the wrapper first, so I'm going to just toast the wrapper and I'm going to very slowly rotate. Smell the first few puffs coming off of this candela wrapper. It's sweet. It's nice. All right. And again, the flame is about because this is such a powerful litation device. The flame is about two inches away. That's how much, how many BTUs, British thermal units, this javelin litation device kicks off. All right. I've got the wrapper now toasted. Now I'm going to toast the filler and binder. And again, I'm two inches away, and I'm allowing the heat to cause combustion. I'm seeing a nice, even amber glow. Now I puff and rotate. Mmm. Oh, wow. Seven years of aging, amazing stick. Mmm. 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 Fantastic. Let me just touch it up on the bottom. Perfect, even amber glow. Take several puffs. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Amazing. Because I'm going to get very complex flavors between the Candela, Ecuadorian Candela, where the chlorophyll stays in the cigar. That's why it retains its green color. Not a lot of flavor. And the Ecuadorian Habano. That's where I'm going to get some more personality. And as they meld together, I'm going to really get some very nice flavors, especially with the Honduran binder, the Dominican Honduran, correction, Dominican Nicaraguan and Colombian filler. I don't think it's from Medellin or Cali. Cartel didn't supply this filler, but beautiful Dominican Nicaraguan Colombian fillers. Colombian going to give it a little bit of zip. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Magnificent. So smooth. I got to call Arby Sosa. I owe him a call. Need to talk to Arby, and I need to find out if they are still making this unique peppermint stick, Maccabi. Very, very nice. All right, now I need the proper accoutrement with it. Scotch, bourbon, and beer commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, later in the show, I'm going to talk about... Disney's wokeness, specifically talking about their LGBTQIA plus commitment. So I think it's only appropriate. I was thinking I want to do a rum. What rum? Mount Gay from Barbados. And we're not insinuating anything about the Mount Gay. I just thinking we're talking about LGBTQIA plus Mount Gay. It just goes hand in hand. So therefore, and by the way, this Mount Gay black barrel, robust, Bold, very rich, very complex. What is interesting about this black barrel, it is a double cask aged finished rum. So it is matured in ex-American whiskey casks and then finished in heavily charred ex-bourbon casks. So we're going to get a lot of the charring. We're going to get a lot of the wood of the oak on the palate. Very, very nice looking bottle. We're talking about... 40, uh, 43% alcohol by volume, so 86 proof. 
down from Barbados. They were established in 1703. Let me pour some of this Mount Gay Barbados Rum Black Barrel. Very nice. Put the cap back in the bottle. Say cheers. Mmm. Wow, right off the bat on the nose. Mmm. Mm, 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 mm. I'm getting some almost fruit, dried fruit, some spiciness, almost a woodiness on the aroma. We'll take a sip. Mmm. Wow. Rich notes of sweetness. Definitely almost a toffee-like taste. Let me take another sip here. Mmm. Yeah, almost a gingerbread toffee complexion. Nice warm finish. On the Cigar Dave, warmth factor, 1 to 10, 10 being the, the warmest. It's about a 7.8. A lot of warmth coming down. Nice long finish. Take another sip. Mm. Ooh, very pleasant. A little interesting history about Mount Gay. They were founded in 1703 in Barbados under the leadership of Sir John Gay Elaine. They, at the time, in 1703, they dug their first and only water well, which still operates to this day over 300 years later. And they use a single-strand field of sugarcane that they still plant. Very unique rum, very unique taste, very pleasant. Not overpowering. Definite notes of the woodiness because of the double aging and the American whiskey and then finished in the bourbon oak cask. Nice. Mm. Suggested retail for the Mount Gay Black Barrel Rum. About 40 bucks for 750 milligrams. Reasonably priced. Perfect accompaniment to buy Maccabee by Sosa USA Peppermint Stick along with a Mount Gay Black Barrel Rum, we have a successful a successful litation ceremony. Much more coming your way. Disney going woke. We'll tell you about it around the corner. Question I receive most from connoisseurs. General, what is the newest cigar that I should try? Easy answer. Right now, it's the Gurkha Revenant. Very unique addition to the Gurkha portfolio. It comes in two different wrappers a Corojo or a San Andrean Maduro wrapper. But what is unique about the Gurkha Revenant? It uses essentially the same Cameroon binder and some broadleaf in the filler. So you're going to get some unique sweetness. You're going to get some unique spice. The San Andres Maduro wrapper adds more sweetness with a little bit more of a unique complexion, whereas the Corojo, more of a medium-bodied balanced smoke. Try one of each. You can't go wrong. The brand-new Gurkha Revenant, available in Corojo and San Andres Maduro wrapper. Visit GurkhaCigars.com. By now, there is no need for me to tell you what took place at the Academy Awards on Sunday evening. I don't watch those award shows. I don't want to watch a bunch of pampered Hollywood elitist liberals go on some stupid red carpet and tell, tell me who they're wearing, what they're wearing, what they're there for. I don't care. Most of America doesn't care because most of America doesn't watch it. Ratings in the tank. But I decided I was going to watch the first five minutes to see how long it would take. The three hosts, it was Amy Schumer. I can't remember the other two hosts, uh, uh, both female hosts. One of them is 
well, Wanda Sykes. Uh, but I, the third one, I don't even know who, who it was. So there were three women total, all liberals, of course. And I said, how long will it take until they go after either Trump, Republicans, or Ron DeSantis, or Florida? I think the over-under was five minutes, and I think they hit it under five minutes. So, of course, they had to make some stupid joke about Florida and the fact that we're going to say gay because... They are equating a bill that was signed by Governor Ron DeSantis this week to prohibit talking about gender and gender reassignment in K through three. Overwhelming support even amongst Democrat voters. The bill says nothing about gay, gayness, not mentioning gay in the bill. But of course, the Dems do a wonderful job at changing the narrative by saying it's the don't say gay bill, which is all bullshit. But again, what happens? The media repeats it and repeats it and people start believing it until they find out what's in the bill. And they say, no, I agree with that, 100%. Well, we had these three that ended up saying, well, in Florida, they signed a gay bill or something and we're going to say gay, 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 gay tonight. And of course, everybody laughed and thought it was great. But what they fail to understand is the people in America, in flyover country, not on the coasts, not in L.A., not in New York, they do not relate to these elitist Hollywood actors and actresses that have no conception of reality. Reality today for almost every American is, how am I going to fill up my tank at these outrageous prices? And how am I going to make my dollar stretch during this massive inflation, especially when I go into the supermarket? I've told you before, I'd go into the supermarket, didn't matter what I bought. Some days I would go in and I could buy chicken, I could buy some vegetables, I could buy some fruit, and then maybe I would buy some paper towels or paper plates. It was like 100 bucks. Then I'd go next week and I'd get more meat and get something else, eggs, cheese, 100 bucks. I go in now and it's, you know, 170, 180, sometimes 190. Don't tell me inflation is 8, 9%. Inflation is far higher. Forget what the government and what the Fed come out with. They're playing games. Ask any American, they'll tell you. Americans don't relate to these Hollywood elitist worlds. So later on, I'm watching, I can't remember what I was watching. I think there was some sports telecast on that I was watching. And all of a sudden, I start to see some stuff go off on Twitter, and then I have a friend that texts me, another friend, did you see what just took place at the Academy Awards? And I replied, no, I'm not watching the Academy Awards. So I immediately go on Twitter, and of course, within like two minutes, my timeline is populated with what took place. We all saw Will Smith, Chris Rock does a joke, pretty innocuous joke, about Will Smith's wife, Hey, you'll be in G.I. Joe 2, or G.I. Jane 2, because her head is bald. Now, she's got alopecia. I guess your hair falls out. But she was the one, and Chris Rock wouldn't know it. I didn't even know it until all of a sudden people were saying on Twitter, well, she announced it, that she was going bald because her hair was falling out. She said, screw it, I'm doing it, and I'm proud of it. So she was proud of it. She said, and I like it, I'm proud of it, fine, okay. He made an innocuous joke. Will Smith initially laughs at the joke. 
They showed they show him on camera. He's sitting in front. It was kind of weird. But before it'd be like in a in a in an auditorium, and they'd all be sitting, you know, like you're going to a uh, a concert or something. You know, all all the uh, regular or going to a movie theater. You know, that kind of seating. Now it's almost like a living room. They've got people in front. They got little chairs and sofas and love seats. So he's in the front row because he's up for the uh, what uh, uh, actor whatever they call it, the actor of the year, best actor, whatever it is. He's laughing. And then he looks over it. You see the camera show the wife. She's not laughing. She had a frown. And the next thing you see, they go to another camera, and he's walking up on stage. Will Smith is walking up on stage. Now, they ended up, the, when I say they, ABC, their sensors, they have a mute button. There's like a 10, 12-second delay. Used to be, I think, five seconds, then seven. I think they went even higher than that. No audio, no beeps, just no audio. The audio cut out on the regular feed. But a few minutes later, somebody posted from Japan and from Australia, those feeds, they were not censored. So you could hear everything. He slaps them, and everybody was astonished. And then you hear Will Smith go absolutely crazy. Everybody knows what he said by now. I don't need to go over it. Totally inappropriate. It was a joke. You know what? If you're not happy about the joke, you sit there, you laugh. At the end of the, at the, end of the night, you go to Chris and say, hey, listen, man, just to let you know, my wife's got alopecia, whatever. It wasn't that big of a deal. Will Smith should be more concerned about his wife banging every, all these other men. I guess they have some sort of open marriage. He should be pissed about that. But instead, oh no, I got to go protect the wife. I got to show that I'm an alpha. Yet in every picture, what's very interesting, when you look at pictures, body language tells everything. When you look at pictures of Will Smith and his wife and other people, especially men, it's the wife in the middle standing straight up. It's the other guy standing straight up, and it's Will Smith leaning almost at about a 20, 30-degree angle in. And in some pictures, when it's both of them, he's leaning into her, and she's almost leaning away. Very interesting body language. Many people don't realize that. When you look at pictures, look at how people, like a, a man and woman, how they stand. If you see the guy standing straight up and a woman is angled into the guy, she's into him. If you see a woman leaning away and the guy's trying to lean in, it's the opposite. Clearly, Will Smith has got anger built up because his wife's banging everything in sight, except him probably. He is definitely a wussified beta. No ifs, ands, or buts. So he says, I'm going to go up on stage and I'm going to, I'm going to slap him and then I'm going to tell him, don't you dare fucking talk about my wife. Well, needless to say, everybody in that theater and at home were astonished, especially if you could see the live feed. And, of course, afterward, everybody saw what happened. Now, it has come out that the Academy, apparently the president and the CEO, both came up to Will Smith during the break after that took place and asked him to leave. They asked him to take himself off the premises, and he refused. And then his publicist came in, and then Denzel Washington, and then one of the other actors came in, and now they're saying, well, we didn't handle it right. 
uh, uh, we did try, but he wouldn't leave. It's very simple. You have security, and you say to him very calmly, you say, Will, we're asking you nicely to leave. If you refuse to leave, it won't be so nice, and we'll have security escort you out. Clearly, they didn't do that because the president and CEO were clearly wussified betas. One was a man, one was a female, but they were both betas. What he did was inappropriate, period. Now, Kathy Griffin, I'm not a Kathy Griffin fan by any stretch of the imagination. She's another wackadoodle, another yo-yo. But she did tweet something that I tend to agree with. Let me tell you something, she said. It's a very bad practice to walk up on stage and physically assault a comedian. Now we'll all have to worry about who wants to be the next Will Smith in comedy clubs and theaters. She's correct. And the reason she's correct is because today we live in a society where all these snowflakes, all these millennials, all these Gen Z are easily offended. If you say something mean, that's the equivalent of striking me with a punch, which we know is nonsense. But this is where we've come to in this country. Everyone is sensitive. <gasps> he said a bad word. I need to go to a safe space, and he needs to be canceled. Jerry Seinfeld won't perform in college campuses and many other places because he said they're all soft, they're all too sensitive. They're a bunch of pussies. This is what happens when you coddle kids. This is what happens when you coddle a generation, when you tell everyone they're winners, there are no losers, everyone gets a participation trophy, everyone is wonderful, everything is hunky-dory, and we're, we're not going to discipline someone. We're just going to say we're going to put them in time out, and we're going to talk nicely, and we're going to treat them like they're our friends. No, I'm sorry. Parents have to treat their kids as in the parent-child relationship. Sometimes kids have to be disciplined. doesn't mean you beat the shit out of them. But sometimes you just tell them, look, some people may say things. Some things may happen. You don't win the game, but you have to learn how to win. You learn how to lose, and you don't go crazy and grab a gun if you lose. Or some woman doesn't say yes to you to go out on a date. You don't spray the entire uh, school or her work environment because you're pissed. But we live in a soft society. You see it. I see it. We all see it. We see many of the millennials, Gen Z, they have no manners. They're entitled. They walk in, no please, no thank you. You hold the door open, they look at you. They, they, they rarely hold the door open if you're coming in. Not everyone, but most of them. And many of the parents who I've got friends who are parents say, look, I'm to blame, meaning them. They say, we wanted to give our kids a better life. We didn't grow up with anything, and we thought we'd be their friends rather than their parents, and we've done them no favors. They are now unprepared to live in the real world. That's fact. And so now you see Will Smith acting up by going on stage and screaming because he didn't like a joke. Now, he totally detracted from all those people that won awards, whether you like them or not, their politics or not, they won the award. It's their night. They should be recognized. Anybody talking about who won? Anybody know what motion picture won the movie of the year? Anybody know who won the best supporting actor or actress? I have no clue. What's everybody talking about? They're talking about Will Smith. And then Will Smith sticks around and ends up winning for the best actor 
in King Richard and the entire audience at the Academy Awards rises up and gives him a standing ovation. How pathetic is that? This guy ruins the night. First of all, he acts like a five-year-old, goes on stage, assaults Chris Rock, and that's what it was. It was assault. You could say, well, he didn't punch him with an open fist, he didn't, or with a, with a closed fist, he just slapped him, wasn't that bad. I'm sorry. Chris Rock, you knew, was astounded. Now, he handled it like a professional. He bounced back, it took him a couple of seconds. It must have taken everything in Chris Rock's body not to want to slug and beat the shit out of Will Smith. Because I can tell you, if that were me and he pulled that nonsense, I'd beat the shit out of him. And I'd do it right on stage. But kudos to Chris Rock because he maintained his composure. He continued doing what he was doing. The show must go on, and that's exactly what he did. How many of you, if that happened to you, would sit there and take it? Now, here's another question for you. If a white performer that was in the audience did that to a black presenter, what would we be hearing today? Assault, white on black crime, this is an outrage, he should be arrested, he should be canceled. Yet what do we hear today? Not a damn peep. We hear a, an apology that was, that was released on Instagram. Will Smith didn't write that apology. Will Smith doesn't have the intellect or, liter, or, or, or literature or, or, or a, a vocabulary to come out with that statement. That's not how he talks. You can always determine who wrote a statement by how they talk. Does it match how they speak? Most people write the way they speak. Not even close to the way Will Smith speaks. Clearly, his publicist, his agent, his attorney crafted that statement. And he didn't come out. He should have come out in front of a camera. Not just a statement, and been sincere and said, I want to apologize. I apologize to Chris Rock. What I did was wrong. What I did that evening was wrong. He didn't. You haven't seen a video. You haven't seen anything. A written statement. That's how you know that Will Smith didn't craft that apology. His handlers did. His people did. Have your people call my people and we'll write an apology. That's exactly what happened. Now, when I saw the crowd giving a standing ovation, it was flabbergasting. It really was. To see these people applaud a guy who just assaulted a presenter, Chris Rock, and then go on a tirade, an F-laden-filled tirade, don't you do this to my wife, don't you effing this to my wife, and these people are giving him a standing ovation, like he's done something great, they should have all sat in their seats. That wasn't worthy of a standing ovation. And the reality was the Academy should have kicked them out and said, you're leaving. And if you're not leaving voluntarily, we're going to have security come in and we're going to remove you. So make it your choice. And if he said, well, I'm up for award, too bad. You know what? Let his wife go up and get the award on his behalf. Let his agent, let his publicist go up. Let his friend, let Denzel Washington go up. He should not have had the ability, that moment, that moment of glory to accept that award. 
He screwed the pooch. Now, libs today are easily triggered. Words are harmful. Oh, that joke was in bad taste. Oh, that opinion is terrible. This is a result of the soft, entitled generation. These are the people that now must seek therapy, saying, I, am tr I was triggered, and, and I watched a comedian, and he said bad things about the LGBTQIA plus community and I'm triggered and I need professional guidance and professional therapy now. I may never be the same. Help me, we should not allow this person to continue. And speaking of therapy, guess who now is saying he's going to obtain therapy to resolve issues from his youth. He's taking a step back to his childhood. Will Smith said that he took a step back to his childhood. He snapped, and he's got to go to therapy to resolve issues from his youth and battle and save his career and reputation. Are you kidding me? I'm ready for him to say, uh, I I'm calling on the Reverend Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton to be my new spiritual advisors. I've now found the Lord. And, oh, I'm going to check myself into the Betty Ford Clinic for rehab. Rehab for what? I don't know, but I'm I need some sort of rehab. I'm going to keep checking myself in because I need to be a better person and I need to dig and find why I did that. I know why he snapped. Because his wife is banging every other guy in Hollywood and he's not happy about it. And when he laughed at the joke, the wife gave him a look and since he's a beta cuck, guess what? He followed his wife's instructions, the visual, the, the frown on her face, the scowl, and he said, shit, if I don't do something, she's not going to let me in, in the house tonight. And that's exactly what he did. Will Smith's got serious issues. If he dumped the wife, his issues, probably 95% of them would go away. Little note, if your wife's banging every other guy in Hollywood, that would probably affect you. Either change wives or set your wife straight and tell her she wants to bang other guys, hit the eject button. She's out of the picture. Bye-bye. Can you imagine Don Rickles today? I mean, people would be, oh, I'm so triggered what Don said. People wanted to get insulted by Don Rickles. He was the greatest. And it's amazing. On Twitter, Rickles was trending like crazy. People posting jokes, people going after people. And as Rickles always said, look, I do everything as an exaggeration. I mean, he would, in front, of, in front of guys, I mean, Hollywood stars, he'd go up and say, oh, is that your new wife? And the guy would say, you know, some actor would say, yeah, he'd go, oh, jeez. You know, shake his head. And he goes, no, I'm, I'm just kidding, sweetheart. No, you're beautiful. And then he would go, oh, what a dog. It was a joke. Everybody laughed because we weren't sensitive. People had fun. Comedians had a license to exaggerate. That's what Chris Rock did. That's what Don Rickles does. That's what Jerry Seinfeld does. That's what all comedians do. We have a big problem in this country. Not only do we have wussified beta males, but we have a tremendous, tremendous number of soft, wussified, entitled Gen Z millennials that at the wrong statement or the wrong joke They'll flip out and have a nervous breakdown. Comedians do not need to change how they operate. It's the millennials and the Gen Zers. They need to change. They're the ones with the problem. Now, let's talk about a problem here. You take your kid to Disney World, the Magic Kingdom, or Disneyland. It's the Magic Kingdom. Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and Pluto and Goofy. 
It's fun. It's for kids. Everybody should have a good time. And when you go in there, welcome everyone. Welcome to the Magic Kingdom. Everybody's there to have a good time. And when you're dropping what? I think it's like 150 bucks a day. Sergeant Steve, I know you must have taken your kids to Disney. What is it to go to Disney these days? Do you know? I think it's a lot more than 150. Is it really? I haven't been in years, but. I mean, by the time you're done with paying to get in, and then paying for, I think you have to pay for parking now, pay for concessions to eat, whatever. You're probably talking about, if you have a family of four, you're probably talking at least seven, $800 for the day. Now, I know they have multiple day passes, but nonetheless, it is not cheap to go to Disney. It is expensive. So when people go, they don't want to hear about wokeness, political correctness. They want to be there for one and only one reason. They want to have fun. They want to have a good time. Disney, of course, their CEO made a very big deal about the bill that was just signed in the state of Florida in which talking about gender and talking about gender reassignment and sexuality in K through three, kindergarten through third grade, not to be discussed. Shouldn't be. I don't ever remember in kindergarten to third grade talking about that or a teacher discussing it. Sergeant Steve, do you ever remember kindergarten to third grade that happening? Negative. Yeah, I don't ever remember that. So no big deal. Who's making the big deal out of it? Of course, the wokesters, the woke crowd. And there was a small number of Disney employees that made a big deal and said, we're going to walk out, of course, in California. Who knows? 50 people, 100 people walked out. Disney employees... Easily over 100,000 people. So 100 people or 50 people walk out and the whole company flips and they threaten to quit. It's amazing. The same group of people had a problem with Dave Chappelle's jokes when he went after, I don't know, LBGT, LGBTQ or transgender, whatever. And then a number of them complained. There was 30 people. If you don't do anything, we're going to quit. And the CEO said, we're not changing Dave Chappelle. He's got creative license. No problem, you can quit. Of course, maybe two people, three people quit. That's how you handle it. Well, Disney interjected himself, themselves. The CEO said, we're, gonna, we're going to fight this bill. We're going to try to overturn it. And as Governor DeSantis said, we're not going to follow what some woke corporation in California has to say. The state of Florida is run, and the, is, is run for and by the people of Florida, the citizens of Florida, not some woke company. What's Disney going to do? Get up and walk and leave Orlando? They just transferred 2,000 people from California to Orlando because the cost of living and the cost of doing business is far more reasonable in Florida. So what are they going to do? Take their billions in built assets and pick them up and move? No chance. The CEO proved to be a spineless, nadless beta. Instead of saying, look, the people of Florida voted these officials, it says nothing about banning the term gay or anything in the bill. If that's what they want, then that's how it's going to be. And the governor said, I said the Speaker of the House never once heard from any Disney lobbyist or the Disney CEO while the bill was being discussed with any complaints. Well, now we see that Disney getting even more woke. Carrie Burke is the president of Disney's General Entertainment content unit. She was on a Zoom call this past Monday that was posted to Twitter saying that 
the company must do more to make its content more inclusive. We have the audio. Take a listen. I'm here as a mother of, of two queer children, actually, um, uh, one transgender child um, um, and one pansexual child, um, and, and also as a leader. Um, and that was the thing that really got me because I have heard so much from so many of my colleagues over the course of the last couple of weeks um, in open forums and through emails and phone conversations and um, I feel a responsibility to speak, um, not just for myself, but for them, uh, to all of us. We, we had a we had an open forum last week at 20th where, um, again, the home of, of really incredible groundbreaking LGBTQIA stories over the years where um, one of our execs stood up and said, you know, we only have a handful of queer leads in our content. And I went, what? I, that can't be true. And I and I and I realized, oh, it it actually is true. We have many, many, many LGBTQIA characters in our stories, and 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 yet we don't have enough leads. They don't have enough queer leads. Sergeant Steve, do you know what the definition of queer is? No. Well, I decided to look things up. The Human Rights Campaign has a glossary of terms on their website. They got all sorts of terms. Here's some of the terms. Asexual, bisexual, cisgender, gay, gender binary, gender dysphoria, gender expansive, gender expression, gender fluid, gender identity, gender nonconforming, gender queer, intersex, lesbian, LGBTQ+, non-binary, pansexual, queer, questioning, same gender loving, sex assigned at birth, sexual orientation, transgender, transitioning. Do any of those terms ring a bell? No. Not for me either. So I have to look. What is a queer? Here's what a queer is. A term people often use to express a spectrum of identities and orientations that are counter to the mainstream. Queer is often used as a catch-all to include many people, including those who do not identify as exclusively straight and or folks who have non-binary or gender-expansive identities. This term was previously used as a slur, but has been reclaimed by many parts of the LGBTQ movement. How do you, do you, do you have to go to some association or some court and say, Your Honor, we would like to reclaim the term queer. It has been used as a slur, but we'd like to, you know, reclaim it. And by the way, it talks about queer, uh, says those who do not identify as exclusively straight, and or folks who have non-binary or gender expansive identities. Now I got to look at what non-binary and gender expansive is. So let's go up to non-binary. An adjective describing a person who does not identify exclusively as a man or a woman. Non-binary people may identify as being both a man and a woman, somewhere in between, or as falling completely outside these categories. While many also identify as transgender, not all non-binary people do. Non-binary can also be used as an umbrella term encompassing identities such as agender, bigender, genderqueer, or gender fluid. Shit, now I gotta go back and I gotta look at what agender, bigender, genderqueer, and gender fluid is. But before I do that, so now we've got non-binary, which means a person who doesn't identify exclusively as a man or a woman, they can identify as being both a man and a woman, or in between. How does that exactly happen? Do you one day say, 
Today, I feel like I'm going to walk around with my vajayjay and I'll identify as a woman. Do you wake up the next morning and say, I'm taking off my vajayjay, I'm putting on my uh, penis, and now I'm going to identify as a man. Do you know how that works, Sergeant Steve? I do not. I do not either. Now, do you know what, let's see, agender, bigender, gender queer, gender fluid is? Negative. So far, we are batting zero for like 100. We have no clue. Let me go back to queer because it says non-binary or gender expansive. Now I got to look to see what gender expansive is. Gender expansive is a person with a wider, more flexible range of gender identity and or expression than typically associated with the binary gender system often used as an umbrella term when referring to young people still exploring the possibilities of their gender expression and or gender identity. Sergeant Steve, I've given you these definitions. I have no idea what in the hell these people are talking about. This is all a load of poppycock. Total bullshit. I mean, all this nonsense. Some days you're a man, you're a woman, you're not sure how you identify. You could be in the middle, you could be gay, you could be hetero, you could be a man, you could be trans. You could listen, there are three genders male, female, and freak. Okay? Let's put everybody else that we've just talked about in the freak category. But listen to this this woman, the, the president of Disney's General Entertainment Unit, Carrie Burke, starts off by saying, Well, at home, I have two queer kids. One transgender and one pansexual. Okay, now i got to look up what pansexual is. That describes someone who has the potential for emotional, romantic, or sexual attraction to people of any gender, though not necessarily simultaneously in the same way or to the same degree, sometimes used interchangeably with bisexual. So this dame has two queers, one transgender, and one pansexual, who can also identify, also be called a bisexual. She's got two queers, a transgender, a bisexual. So far, she's really batting a thousand. I mean, I don't know how old these kids are, but if these kids are 10, 12, 14, 16, how on earth, queer, transgender, pansexual? This is nonsense. And then Disney was part of their new Reimagining Tomorrow campaign. This Carrie Burke says that we're going to promise that 50% of regular and recurring characters across the Disney universe will come from underrepresented groups. So we'll have more queers and more transgenders and pansexuals and non-binaries and LBGTQ+, and more intersex and more gender queers, gender non-conforming, gender fluid, gender expansive, gender binary, cisgender, bisexual, asexual. Are you kidding me? People want to watch Disney movies for one and only one reason. Entertainment. They don't want these LGBTQIA pansexual, quadrigeneral, triple gender sexual. They don't want all these, these, these phrases shoved down their throats. Less than 3% of the population is LGBTQ. Lesbian, bisexual, whatever. Gay. Let's just put them gay. No problem. If, that's, if you are LGBTQ, I say, mazel tov. Have at it. Do whatever you want in your bedroom. We don't care. Just as I don't want you telling me how many women I can have in my harem and who I'm going to bang and, you know, how many at one time. I don't want to get into their bedrooms. They shouldn't want to get into my bedrooms. 
Nobody in America has a problem today with people that are gay, bisexual, triple sexual, queer, lesbian, whatever. Nobody cares. But you would think, the way this is discussed, that 96% of America is LBGTQ with all these other bullshit contrived uh, slogans. You know, the bisexual, since gender, gender binary, gender fluid, all this bullshit. No, it's 96, 97% of America that is straight, that frankly doesn't want to hear about the exploits of LGBTQ folks. We don't have a problem with you doing it. We don't have a problem with you being it. We don't want to hear about it, and we don't want it shoved down our throats. Less than 1% of Americans are transgender. Yet, if you listen to the Democrats and the libstream media and Hollywood, you would think 99% of Americans are transgender. Not the case. Again, 96% of Americans are straight. They're not LGBTQIA+, they're not transgender. And by the same token, they don't care what people are. They don't care what people do in their own bedroom, with their own relationships. They don't care. What they care about is when it's shoved down your throat. So now all of a sudden, you're going to be subject, if you want to watch some movie or some Disney cartoon, okay, great, now we got to make Snow White gender fluid, gender queer, and maybe also intersex and pansexual. We don't want it shoved down our throats. That's exactly what Disney's doing. She's so outraged, this, this president of the Disney General Entertainment Content Division, that oh, we don't have enough queers in lead characters. I'm sorry. That's not how you should cast a role. Someone's sexual orientation should have zero to do with it, whether you're heterosexual or homosexual. And what are we seeing now at the Disney amusement parks. Now before you'd go to the happy, what do they call it, the happiest place on earth? What would they do? You'd say, you'd walk in and they'd say, welcome ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, boys and girls. Well, Disney on that same call announced that they were removing all gendered greetings in relationship to all their live spiels, so their live, their live greetings. So when somebody comes in or boards the tram, or somebody comes on a ride, or, or some experience, it's no longer ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's now hello everyone, or hello friends. In fact, Jim Nance from CBS, way ahead of his time. Hello friends, Jim Nance, pleased to say that here at Disney, we're LGBTQIA+, pansexual, queer, questioning, non-binary, intersex, genderqueer, gender non-conforming, gender identity, gender fluid, gender expression, gender expansive, gender dysphoria, gender binary, cisgender, bisexual, bi, bisexual, triple sexual, asexual. We're now just friends to all those people. So hello, friends. You can't say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls as if this country's not screwed up enough, screwed up enough. I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous. And then by the way, recorded messages at the Disney parks, also going to match their inclusivity push. Want everybody to feel inclusive. Do you really think if you say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, some cisgender, asexual, bisexual, gender expansive, 
kid or adult is going to say, I've got a problem with that calling me ladies or gentlemen or boys and girls. No, now it's no longer ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's now dreamers of all ages. Pardon the pun, but can it get any gayer than that? Again, pardon the pun. People are fed up with this woke nonsense. Why on earth do we need to change how we greet people, how we live our lives for 3 to 4% of our population? We're not telling people you can't practice your sexuality. You can't have a same-sex lover. You can't have a same-sex 10 lovers if you want. Nobody's saying that. What we're saying is we don't want it shoved down our throats. I speak for the overwhelming majority of Americans and people in the world that believe this. Do whatever you want behind closed doors. Do what you want in your home, in your bedroom. We don't care. But don't shove it down our throats. We're sick of it. The Democrats think this is a winning issue. Oh, well, this will be great because we're going to come out and say that all of a sudden, if you don't support LGBTQIA, then you are, you, you are homophobic. I'm not homophobic. I am woke-phobic. I am changing using common sense-phobic. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls to dreamers of all ages, now we have to say hello, everyone, hello, friends, because, by God, some kid could be, could be very, very perturbed and very upset if they're called a boy or a girl. And some man or woman could get very, very offended if they're called ladies or gentlemen. This is the nonsense of 2022. This is how ridiculous things have gotten in this country. This is not a winning issue for Democrats. They think it is, it's not. People don't want this nonsense shoved down their throats and called racist or homophobic because they happen to think that they should keep their sexuality behind closed doors. Do whatever you want behind closed doors. You know, you, you, you're out in, in public now, we see men holding hands, women holding hands, great. Nobody has a problem. But we have a problem with being told and castigated that if we don't accept this, what some 4% uh, um, of the population believes, then all of a sudden we are homophobic. I speak the truth. I speak what the libstream media is afraid to say, what many people who are even Democrats and libs in the libstream media or corporate media or legacy media they can't say it because they'll get fired, they'll get canceled. They live in fear. Because if they say what they mean, they'll have to come out with an apology and then they'll be canceled anyway. I'm giving you my opinion. If you like my opinion and agree with me, fine. If you don't, I don't give a damn. I don't care. But I can tell you that the overwhelming majority, 96% of Americans, are fed up. And Disney has gone overboard. Kids want to go and have a good time at an amusement park. They want to watch the cartoons. They want to watch Cinderella. They want to watch Mickey and Goofy. They want to go on rides. They want to go and see movies where, hey, the character is the character. It's not 
a, a, a quota system saying, well, we got to make this action figure. Yeah, we got to make sure that they're cisgender or they're gender binary. No. Cast somebody because they'll be good in the role. When you start to cast based on sexuality or based on other type of quotas, that is discrimination in and of itself. Because you're saying, we need 50% queer, so therefore if we have an actor who is straight, heterosexual, but we can't hire them because we need to have that quota of 50% queer, you're discriminating against the person who may be a better fit for that role because why? They're not queer. They're not LGBTQIA. And if they say that they want to promote, they want to have more diversity to represent underrepresented groups, great. Three to four percent of your films, of the cast for your movies, your films, you're going to go by that saying, okay, great. We've got four percent of the population that is either LGBTQIA or transgender. Fine. We'll try to get four percent of our cast to fit that. Okay. But to say you're going to have 50 percent queer, please. Hollywood has gone nuts. They no longer relate to America. 96% of Americans believe everything I'm saying, but they're too afraid to discuss it. We don't believe in discrimination. People can do whatever they want. Nobody looks down and says, oh, you're a bisexual, you're a homosexual, you're trisexual. We don't care. Do what you want. 21st century. Have at it. If that's what makes you happy and that's who you are, great. But again, let's not carry this over to the excesses when people want to be entertained, go to Disney, spending a big amount of money, a hard-earned buck. They don't want anything shoved down their throats. Enough is enough. All right, finally, talking about the LGBTQIA nonsense. We now have youth, youths, as they said on my cousin Vinny, two youths. The American youth now has been bombarded with all these, these, these phrases and all these symbols and the constant chatter of LGBTQIA, transgender, be proud. I mean, people almost pushing people, if they're not transgender, to become transgender. We are literally seeing that. Well, here is an example. I happen to catch this on Twitter. Uh, Libs of TikTok, the Twitter account, earlier this week, shared a video of a young woman with a private TikTok account, laid out the struggle she's having beginning her gender transition to become a male. But you have got to hear this. This encapsulates, this symbolizes exactly what is the problem with this now LGBTQIA transgender movement to convert everyone into thinking Maybe possibility, you could be heterosexual, but maybe deep down you're queer or you're bisexual or you're lesbian or you're gay. Maybe you're deep down transgender. Take a listen to this. This is talk about wackadoodle and a nutcase. Hit it, Sergeant Steve. So I'm a member of a DID system, and for me right now, that means that in the coming months, I am going to be able to watch some of my best friends and some of my closest companions get the body of their dreams that matches their gender, that makes them feel happy, and in exchange, I'm going to have to give up my own. I'm cisgender, the majority of my headmates aren't, and we've decided to transition. Which means that as happy as I am for the men in my system, I am about to have to watch myself go through the wrong puberty. Uh, <laughs> 
and it's gonna be permanent. I don't think we talk enough about how DID gets rid of a person's bodily autonomy. You know, I hear people say all the time, the one thing you have control over is your own body and your own reactions, and I don't have that. This isn't my body, these aren't my reactions or my memories. I have like 30 people living in my brain and everything I do belongs to us as a group. That's what's so hellish about this disorder. My parents fucked me up and now I will never have full bodily autonomy. Anyways, um, everybody is saying congratulations to the men in my system because they get to transition and we're happy for them. Cuckoo. 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 I don't know what the DID system is. I have no idea, but she's got 30 men talking to her. I think she needs a psychiatrist, not a transgender surgeon. By the way, she says she's cisgender. Let's see what that, what the definition. That is a term used to describe a person whose gender identity aligns with those typically associated with the sex assigned to them at birth. Okay, so she's saying that she's cisgender, meaning she was born a female, and that she aligns with the sex assigned at birth. So basically, she aligns with being a female and having a vajayjay. But now she says she wants to be a man. So she can't be cisgender. If she's cisgender, according to this definition, her gender identity aligns with the sex assigned at birth. She's a woman. But she's got 30 men in her brain talking about it. This is the nonsense. I'll never forget. I'm watching one of the presidential uh, uh, town halls with Joe Biden on CNN. And some woman stands up and says, this is before he was uh, no, he was president. I'm sorry. He, he was already president. He said, Mr. President, this was in, in Philadelphia. I think uh, they did this in Philly. I think it was probably maybe eight months ago. And she stands up and says, you know, I'm the mother of a six-year-old uh, transgender son that, that, you know, is getting, that, that gets harassed in school, but he already knows he's transgender, and I want to thank you for supporting all the transgenders. And I'm thinking to myself, her kid is five or six years old, and the kid says he wants to be a boy, wants to become a girl. At five or six years old, you don't know if you want high C fruit punch or high C orange drink. You don't know. But now all of a sudden, at five or six, he's told, he said his mother, Mommy, Mommy. I want to be a transgender. I want to have sexual reassignment surgery going from a male to a female. Please cut the bullshit. But this is what is taking place. Again, I want to emphasize, we have absolutely no problem living the life you want to live. You want sexual reassignment surgery? Great. But if you're a man and you want to become a woman, don't participate in women's sports. You are LGBTQ? Fine. Enjoy your sexual freedom. Have the partner of your choice. Nobody has a problem with it. What we have is this problem where now it's shoved down our faces and our throats 24-7 on Libstream Media, in movies, in conference calls, in corporate calls, in corporate wokeness. I am proud to be heterosexual. If you are homosexual and you're proud of that, fine. Okay? Nobody's saying no. But do not shove your belief system to my belief system and the majority of Americans' belief systems. Live your life. You don't need to go out and jump up and down and tell everyone everyone should, should transition and everybody should be transgender and everybody deep down it's a heterosexual is evil. Nonsense. I am proud to be a 100% 
USDA prime heterosexual male with massive loads of testosterone raging through my, my veins. Most of you listening are heterosexual. I know we have homosexual listeners. No problem. We don't have an issue with that. We all enjoy cigars. We enjoy spirits. We enjoy talking politics. We enjoy talking current events. We don't shy away from debate. But what's interesting is most of the people I know that are of a different sexual persuasion from me, they just live their lives. They don't shove it down their throats. It's a very small number. And it's these companies that think they're actually doing mankind a favor and the LGBTQ community a favor by shoving it down everyone else's throats and making everybody woke and aware. They're doing the opposite. To the contrary, they are harming what most Americans believe, and that is let people live their lives, but please don't get into my bedroom, don't get into my humidor, do not get into my bar, and by God, do not get into my grill or my meat locker or my refrigerator. Stay away. Live and let live. Enjoy yourself. As my grandmother would say, you should be well and enjoy yourself. And with Nanny Ida's words, that is how we will end today's Cigar Dave show. So, oh, one a reminder. Good news. The Cigar Dave Officers Club, we are having the... Uh, Finally, we've got the April selection that will be going out. It's probably going to go out about the 18th to the 20th. It's brand new cigars, a new lineup from Casa Torrent. Great tobacco grown at the Torrent Farms down in Mexico. Great cigar, uh, cigars, great blends. I'll have more information next week. We had supply issues for the last three months. We expect the next three months to go smoothly. It's $22.95 per month to join. However, beginning May 1st, it goes up to $25.95 per month. We have not, I checked back, we have not had a rate increase in about 12, 13 years. And we should be raising it more than what we're raising it, but I feel I don't want to gouge everyone. I want everybody to still email me saying, General, we got these cigars. They're great. What a great deal. So postage has gone up. Cigar cost has gone up. Everything's gone up. You know that. I'm not telling you something you already don't know. So starting May 1st for every Remember, it goes up to $25.95, just so you are aware. But if you want to sign up, go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club. For the month of, starting the month of May, $25.95 per month gets you three great premium cigars shipped to you in a Cigar Dave Officers Club Ziploc pouch. we got great selections coming your way. Next week, I'll have more information on the brand new cigars. There is a lid on the information, but I've been promised I'm the first that will announce these cigars to the world, and you can count on that. Cigar Dave the General saying, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ash be extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha, make masculinity great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. Screw Vladimir Putin. For those of you that are wussified betas, fear not. By listening to The Cigar Dave Show each and every week, make sure that you subscribe. Give us a five-star review. I will transform you via NRT, NAD Reinvigoration Therapy. You come to me as a wussified NADless beta. By the time I'm done with NAD Reinvigoration Therapy, you will become a strong alpha male with raging amounts of testosterone flowing through your body. <laughs>